Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and convention coverage, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. Star Wars Action News, covering the whole galaxy of Star Wars toys. And welcome to Star Wars Action News, live from San Diego Comic-Con. I am Arnie, and I am joined by... Marjorie. And we have a special guest host joining us at this con. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Justin, everybody. <laughs> We're going to be taking a look at all the toys, collectibles, panels, and Star Wars events going on here at San Diego Comic-Con. Behind us, we have a reveal of the Rogue One costumes, that, some of which were, I believe, on display at Celebration Europe, got Krennic's outfit right behind me, some Death Troopers. The pavilion here, the Lucasfilm Pavilion, is made up to be like the Yavin Temple. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've never been in a booth that feels so immersive. I mean, you're, you've got stuff on top. Well, it goes up to the ceiling anyway, but these walls are high. <laughs> it's very Disney-like, like you're exiting the gift shop at Disney after a ride. If Disney was made of paper mache, yes, it does feel a little cardboard. I think it's part poster board, like they made a presentation. But it is really awesome since the Temple of Yavin, A New Hope, but also featured in Rogue One. So it ties into the old, ties into the new, kind of what Rogue One is doing in general. And there's a lot of shops here at the pavilion. We are going to start taking you through them.
Well, it's Saturday at Comic-Con, and we're sitting up here above the show floor just kind of relaxing a little bit before we go to dinner and making some last-minute purchases. So... What'd you guys find that you liked in Star Star Wars this year? With some big reveals, literally big reveals in the Hasbro booth. And the FX Collectibles booth. Yeah, that's when I was Yeah, I am pretty sure that that is going on your every holiday list. Listen, let's just jump right to the... The white Star Destroyer in the room? Yeah. Okay. Here is our coverage from the FX Collectibles booth and an interview with the maker of the coolest prop replica possibly in history. the FX Collectibles booth. We just saw their presentation, the Collectibles presentation, a little while ago. And, you know, I hear what's said about FX Collectibles, which is they show a lot of cool stuff at the shows, but their release schedule's a little bit slower. You know, they've got a lot of quality going into their pieces here. But it's worth it because they make some amazingly crafted items, so I guess I'm okay with it because the stuff that comes out's amazing. Yeah, honestly, if they released it faster, I'd, I'd be in the poorhouse, so there's not a whole lot that bothers me, but I mean, they've got a couple helmets out here. This Royal Guard helmet is sharp. It is. It's very, very pretty. This is their Star Wars display. They have another display across the room for Back to the Future, Suicide Squad, Marvel stuff, but they're showing the Y-Wing again. That Master Replica's Y-Wing, which is not as accurate as this one, is upwards of $3,000 on eBay. So, But we have to talk about the big white elephant in the room. Or it's a big white star destroyer in the room. It wins the con for me. I, the con's not even over. It's Friday. The con cannot be beaten unless Robert Downey Jr. himself, like, shakes my hand. This star destroyer from FX Collectibles. I think this is what happened. Yeah, they are doing a studio-scale replica. And if I keep looking over here, it's because I can't take my eyes off the gorgeousness. It's not that he's looking at me, folks. He's looking at the Star Destroyer and, like, making googly eyes at it. That's like the story of when you bought me the Code 3 X-Wing all over again. Now, this is a studio-scale replica. We're going to be talking with the designer of this piece in just a moment. But it is four feet long. Yeah, four feet. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh, it is so detailed. I, I can't stress to you how detailed this is. And Arnie just like lost his stuff in telling me how much it was because it's a lot more affordable than he thought it would be. I thought, well, I mean, seriously, if this was the price is right, I'd have bet $19,999. And that's $19,999. You're not very good at pricing things. And it's not going to be coming out for like a year and a half. Well, so there you go. You can put away a little bit each week, and And next thing you know, you'll have a Star Destroyer. Yeah, if I set aside like $300 a month, in 18 months, I'm going to have like $5,000. Our financial planner loves you. But it's whiter than I expected, and we'll be talking to the designer, but... But I expected more weathering. I expected, like, the Millennium Falcon studio scale. But, man, it's just so impressive. Let's go over and talk to the man behind it. (laughs) 
So I'm here with Steve Nyson. He is the director of Studio Scale Replica Production for FX Collectibles. Hello. Hi, how's it going, buddy? Good, thanks. I just had a really fun time watching you repair a droid. Uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> well, he's not repaired yet, but we'll keep working on him. Their life-sized remote control R2 is here again. But I need to talk to you about that Star Destroyer over there. You know, you announced it during the presentation earlier. It's been here on the floor. Just describe that piece. Well, the Star Destroyer is uh, it's a it's a large model, and it's from a New Hope. Uh, a lot of the details you could tell um, if you if you know the model really well, you could tell that it's a it's been finished. Basically, the a New Hope model uh, wasn't finished for filming because they really shot it from underneath. You know that long shot at the beginning of Star Wars, and then they did a couple shots from the starboard side. So for film production. They didn't have to work on the other side, so it was pretty much bare. Well, in Empire Strikes Back, they wanted to use this one as well as the brand-new 8-footer that they build. So the ILM model makers actually started putting other parts. So a lot of uh, the model parts are different on the other side than they are on this side. One is what we call a New Hope era, which is pre-76 models, you know, the kit parts and stuff. On the other side, you'll start seeing some of the models that were uh, late 70s started coming out, like the Morza Carl and Leopold that were used heavily in Empire. So then what we do at EFL, and what I do is, as far as my come nice and model designs, we take the time to find all the kit parts. And But even with that, they were still pretty bare. A lot of the scribe work that's on the surface and all the detailing on the side is still bare because it was shot from so far away. So what I did was I reached out to Steve Gawley, a former ILM model maker who actually worked on this starter store and sent him uh, scale drawings of this and he actually finished the scribe work all over the Star Destroyer. That is pretty incredible. So, are there Empire Strikes Back parts on this one, or is it all a New Hope era? No, it's both. It's uh, it's it's the New Hope parts, it's Empire parts, and it's also fill-in parts that we had to fill in from the, that same era. If the kits already exist on the Star Destroyer, we use those same kits to detail it out. Nice, and I see that this one has light-up engines. Is, what electronic features is this going to have? It's going to have the three light-up engines in the back, and then it will have a fully lit uh, hangar bay. If you, if you, once you guys get a chance to look underneath the hood, you'll see that it has a fully decked out uh, lighting system in there. Oh, that is absolutely incredible. And you were telling me earlier it's going to have a mirrored display? I think that's what we were talking about doing. It's not going to be on the pedestal. This is just for this display. But we'll have to provide it a, a display option so people can really enjoy the super detailed bottom because, to be honest, the bottom is the most detailed piece of the model. It is absolutely amazing. Are there any other secrets about it you want to share? Well, I just I know it's a lot of work. A lot of a lot of good people help bring this to you know together. Uh, Jamie Farthing, John Carilla, uh, Dan Les, uh, Isel Caro, a, a great group of guys helped me find and track down all these parts. Charles Adams did a lot of great 3D work. That uh, you see the X detail in between the radar domes. Yeah, yeah. This is for the A New Hope version. And it's in an up position. Now, the 
being a model maker, I don't really get into the whys of things. I just know the way it looks. Well, folks say that that's a tractor beam, and when it's up, it's actually, you know, using the, the tractor beam. Well, it's never been displayed this way since A New Hope, except for the trailer in Rogue One. You can see that the X detail is in its up, A New Hope position. So is that going to be movable on the model? I don't think so. I think we're going to keep it stationary because there is a pretty elaborate uh, uh, mechanism in the back there to make it look like it's really functional. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing those stories with me. I think the stories behind these studio scale models are oftentimes as cool as the models themselves. So thank you for your time. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. So can I, can I have it? Can I please? You know I don't care what you buy. It's four and a half feet of awesome. It, it is. I'm not denying that. You guys act like I don't like this stuff, but it, I don't care. We just got to have a table for it before it gets shipped home. So you have from now until when it arrives to get a custom display for it. Understood. That's my only stipulation. And you were manic when you saw it. And when you found out the price, you were like crazy pants. Now, it has been 24 hours. I have come down a little bit from my adrenaline high. I might have been on hydrocodone at that moment. (laughs) So... I still really I want it. I have on my phone, you know. I know you do, but I... Gloria took over. <laughs> I still <laughs> really want it, and I am a little bit like, it is a lot of money, and I am going to be responsible and start... I'm going to flex pay to a savings account that earns like a half percent interest. There you go. Money market, you know, double down on the IRA and put it in there with nothing with a low penalty to pull out, yeah. Of course, you know you buy this, and then a couple years from now, they come out with a super smart destroyer. That is Which, eight feet long. But you don't know how big that model was. It's funny because the Star Destroyer could be four feet and the Super Star Destroyer could be like 12 inches. That's right. It's based on the actual model. Yeah. Right. It's not like this is to scale with my Millennium Falcon, but it will display nicely with my Millennium Falcon. It will display nicely with your Millennium Falcon, definitely. Now they just need to make a Death Star. But I think the second best showing of this con for Star Wars has to go to Hot Toys. They made Andrew's wallet weep. Justin, (laughs) you did a live booth tour, and they have shown so much new or new-ish. New-ish is a good word. I thought that Andrew would take a little consolation and a little solace in the fact that these the tie interceptor said not for sale. Right? I mean, that's something, right, Andrew? Maybe a little bit? Can I just say everything is for sale if you're desperate enough, <laughs> Andrew? Pressure's on. I think it's time to give Andrew a few uh, off the hooks here, you know? I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff they're coming out with is awesome, but it's also things that are, instead of re releasing a product, they're giving you, you missed the original Stormtrooper, a chance to get it, but with a slightly different deco. I mean, now this one coming out isn't pristine white, he's a little bit dirty around the legs and feet. But it does come with a really cool stand, which is a section of the Death Star wall. I have been talking with Andrew because they displayed not one, not two, three quarter scale figures. And I asked him, so are you all in on the quarter scale? And 
he is. He didn't tell me he is. I'm, I hope Michelle doesn't see this, but he is because he's like, well, that Vader, you know, absolutely. But the Kylo Ren, but that melted Vader helmet is really awesome. With this tray. Yeah. I, I got to give props to Michelle, though, because Michelle and I roll with the punches and we understand and support our husbands in their endeavors to own chunks of plastic. <laughs> But they had so much original trilogy. I'm picky, choosy on the Hot Toys. I'm going to buy a gonk. I need a Hot Toys gonk. There's not enough gonk in my life. <laughs> and I would assume that one would be, you know, priced around the same thing as like an R2, you know, right? The 125, 150 mark. So that's yeah. not be, you know, too bad of a dent on the wallet. And... They've got all those classic troopers. They've got the Death Star Commander, otherwise known as the Death Squad Commander, otherwise known as the Dorky Hat Patrol, if you were hanging out with my friends in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And just Stormtroopers, another Sand Trooper with the Luxor droids, Little Peace. Yep, Uh, a Battlefront, did you say a Battlefront Trooper with the jetpack from the game? Now that one we knew about. That's gone up for pre-order already. The Jump Trooper. Surprise to me was, this is the first time I think I've gotten visual confirmation that Captain Phasma is actually going to be shiny metal. She's pretty. <laughs> she was very pretty, and it was nice to see her actually being shiny instead of something else. They could have gone with gunmetal gray or something, so that was a nice bonus. I mean, Hot Toys, in my mind, are like scaled replicas of the movie if they do it right. It may not be like the prop, but it's like you took something out of the movie and have it in front of you in one-sixth scale. And so I would be upset if they didn't do that. If they went away from the movie for any reason, that would really lower it in my quality, in my mind. And so the fact that it's so shiny, so chrome, and not, you know, it's got a matte wash to it and things. Well, right. yeah. yeah, don't get the wrong idea. It's not like it's right off the uh, factory floor. I mean, this has got You don't want to brush your teeth in it. No. <laughs> but it's seen some action. It looks weathered just like in the movie. So I think they did a really good job with that. I had, I had pre-ordered that when they put it up and kind of did it blindly, you know, because we didn't know until now what it was going to look like, so I'm happy about that. And yeah, the three-quarter scale figures there, and then Ray's speeder. That did not say not for sale, but I've wondered when Hot Toys was going to really start digging into the vehicle market, because what I've always... I wake up in the night screaming, The Bat! From when they did the Batwing and the Tumbler and the one... That, that awesome, awesome 1989 Batmobile, all of which were in the four-figure range, and I've wondered whether they're going to do that in a line I collect. And now with Ray's speeder, it looks like here comes another one in addition to like their Enviorama Millennium Falcon cockpit. Yep. Now, do we know if that's different from the one they've shown before? Or did they just switch it out with new, you know, Force Awakens figures? I believe it to be the same one with new figures inside, but I do not have confirmation. They have stuff here, but they don't have a whole lot of people here. It's in the sideshow booth, and the sideshow people often can't answer the Hot Toys questions. <laughs> 
No, no. Or maybe they don't want to because Sideshow, they really, they moved their 12-inch figures as far away as they could. They are in the opposite corner. So Hot Toys has this huge display in the front and then the Sideshow 12-inch are like way over here in the back. Like you got to go in the back door, you know, kind of thing. Well, sometimes that's fun, but they did have a couple good <laughs> Sideshow 12-inch figures there. I saw the 4LOM and the translucent eyes on that thing. You can't say 4 long. You, you can't. It's, it, it's a droid. Do you call him R2? Did you? <laughs> Although we do. No one says 4LOM. I've never heard that. Watch the vintage Kenner commercial. It's 4LOM. <laughs> of course, they were showing a Zuckus. Right, they were showing Zuckus and saying 4LOM, so I don't know. I got to see the six-scale Han and Carbonite coming up in the Sideshow line. Hot Toys has yet to get me on that one. They will. <laughs> but that one looked kind of nice. Yeah. But the fact that they're redoing these bounty hunters, they had Boba Fett, they had Dengar, they had Zuck, I'm sorry, 4LOM, they had the new Bosk. I own the Bosk from before and it's on a shelf that I see regularly this one's they improved the sculpt a lot they said in their panel that there are some features on the last one they didn't do on this one to maintain the last one's collectability but honestly it's an upgrade it really is I was impressed with it I, I, when they put it up online I'm like another boss yay seeing it I'm like hey alright another boss <laughs> I think Sideshow has to up their game. Yes, and I am nice. I think it's nice that they're kind of keeping the collectability in the older ones. I think that is kind of nice to do for collectors and fans. Like, you could skip this unless you wanted the better sculpt, which I think it's fair to expect that techniques and methods will improve. And I mean, you're going to have better technology over time. I'm going to skip the new Bosk, but if they do a new Greedo, you know you got me. Hey, you got me with the new Han. I mean, they did the Return of the Jedi Han and Carbonite and Viorama before. This is clearly the Cloud City Han and Carbonite. You got me. You do have me. They always get you with Carbonite, though. That's, that's one of your big weak spots. Yeah, it's also good for data protection. <laughs> All right. Well, they're closing up the floor here. I think it's beer o'clock, but we're not done talking. We're going to be back here in a little bit, and we're going to run down the Hasbro reveals, the Rogue One stuff, the Hasbro line, and a couple other things. So why don't we cut right now to an interview with Dan at Kotobukiya, where he gave me a tour of some of their really cool Artifacts Plus stuff that they have coming out, and then we'll be back with a beer after that. We're here with Dan Luan again at San Diego Comic-Con, Kotobukiya's booth. Hello again, sir. Hey, Arnie. Nice to see you. Great to see you. Great to see Kylo Ren in your full-size artifact statue line. This thing, I have been just enthralled with it since you presented it at the Star Wars panel a couple hours ago. Yes, this we actually just put this in our case like maybe two hours ago, and uh, I, I just can't get over just checking out the sculpt and all the details. And as I mentioned in the panel, if you look at the base, it does resemble Darth Vader's melted helmet. 
so very subtle. It's not we don't we didn't want to you know just blast that across to to you know the buyer, but it's there. And once you know it's there, I don't think you're going to forget that it's there. No, I it, I see it now, but I can see where it would be a little Rorschachy. Yeah. But the fact that it's really snowy, like the Star Killer base, I think you found a great happy medium there. Yeah, that was when when I saw the concept illustrations and the 3D renders, and I knew that that was the direction our designers were going to be going in. I was real excited to see that. And being RFX, we're going to be able to also to light up that lightsaber. So uh, in the final production piece, uh, what you're viewing here, of course, is the paint master. But in the final production piece, that lightsaber will illuminate. Uh, just a great pose on that, too. You know, there's been, obviously, with The Force Awakens coming out less than eight months ago, there's so much Kylo Ren out there. But I think you guys really found a dynamic, exciting pose there with, like, the Force handout and the saber over it. Yeah, and just the snow being caught on the ends of his uh, outfit and everything of like that. Just a real exciting piece, and I'm really glad that we're able to continue our artifacts line with Kylo Ren. And the Vader, we've talked about him before at Toy Fair and I think New York Comic Con, but he's getting real close to release, right? Yes, we're looking at a fall of this year release for Darth Vader from A New Hope. And I, I might have mentioned before that we were looking to put maybe some lights and sounds into that. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case with this release, but still, I think it's a great pose, a, a, somewhat of a museum-like pose. And uh, if you're looking for, uh, you know, to add a new Vader to your collection with that type of stance, I, I think this might be a really good option. Yeah, it's been a long time since you guys did the last Darth Vader with, like, the bounty hunters around. Yeah, we had the bounty hunter Vader, and then we had the Vader with the light-up helmet as though he's being shocked by the Emperor. So it's nice to see a new Vader in our collection. And what's coming up in the, is the Artifacts line going on in the future? Anything you can talk about? No characters that I can mention here, but I can assure uh, your viewers that we will be adding new uh, Artifacts Star Wars characters to the line. And then on to the Artifacts Plus line. And I'm, I'm straight up saying this is my favorite Force Awakens collectibles line. Oh, and I, the reason I'm saying that is I, I talk about when we reviewed the Phasma just a couple shows ago. We reviewed the Stormtroopers a while before that. They are so economical with their space, so detailed, at such a great price point that versus, you know, a $400 statue and things that these things have hit my sweet spot for Force Awakens collectibles. Yeah, I like the fact that, like, as you mentioned, the price range, plus the fact that there's some minimal ability to pose the uh, particular statue with certain Mm -hmm. ball joints and replaceable parts so you can do different poses. And, um, you know, it's it's a nice medium between action figure and high-end statue. So here being released, I mean, we have the Force Awakens. The Kylo Ren is available early here at the con? Yes, we, we actually flew some in from our uh, factory. So we have those available now at the show. Uh, you'll probably see these arrive at retailers uh, early August. That'll be the, 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 the widespread release uh, date for Kylo Ren. And then the... Uh R2-D2, C-3PO, and BB-8. Are, have those shipped yet? That's another uh, early release that we got here at the show. So you can expect those to arrive around the same time Kylo Ren does. Oh, nice. And then you've got here, uh, this is my first time seeing, the, C- the R2-D2, Yoda, and Ghost of Yoda 3-pack. Yes, it's a 3-pack. You get the R2-D2, and he's all muddied up, just like he fell into the swamps of Dagobah. We've got Yoda, and Yoda comes with multiple parts. So you, you don't see here, but he also has has a meditation face going on so you can pop that head off and put on the meditation face or meditation head and then he has a different arm pose as though he's just channeling the force 
And then as you as you mentioned, we've also got an extra little uh, Yoda ghost from I believe that would be Return of the Jedi. So so we've got Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi here. That is nice, and I can't wait to get in here with my macro lens because the detail on Yoda's face is incredible. You've got the little lines around the eyes, you got the irises and the pupils painted on there, yep. just for such a small piece. Just incredible work. Yeah, and that's just one of the great things about about our, our artists and our, and, and our developers is we really do try to get those details as far as uh, we try to push as far as we can. Uh, if you look at the BB-8, just the detailing and the color uh, of the orange and and, and getting it. You know, the weathering, the, the very subtle weathering of the metal. So, so just things like that uh, really help set our product apart from maybe some other manufacturer's item. And these are all vinyl, right? Because Kylo Ren's cape and everything, actually, especially the tattered piece, really has a cloth look. Yeah, it, they're made of ABS and PVC. So the PVC is the softer plastic, and the ABS is the harder plastic, yeah. And you announced a couple of Barnes & Noble exclusive Artifacts Pluses coming up? Yes, we have an R, uh, I believe it's R3PO, the red protocol droid from Empire Strikes Back. And we have a new uh, uh, droid also, and unfortunately the, the name escapes me at the moment. So I'll have to uh, touch base with you a little later and, and provide that slide just so you can show which uh, which droid that's going to be. Yeah, I took a photo of the slide when it was on, so we, we'll, uh, we'll flash that along the bottom. I don't want to give the wrong name here, you know. We've, this is actually our third run of, of third year working with Barnes & Noble to do exclusives. So they've been a great partner and they love having these pieces. Uh, they're going to be very limited. So uh, as I mentioned in the panel, usually they put them up for pre-order. So if, if uh, your viewers are interested in those pieces, they can uh, jump on Barnes & Noble's website once they do go up for pre-order and, and place and, and secure them. Yeah, I had to do that with the last two you did last year. Those things were blinking. You miss it. We went to our store and they ended up having to order them online. They sold out the day they got them in. Yeah, I mean, generally each store will only get a handful of units each for, for their display. So they, they do tend to go fast at certain locations that are a lot more popular than others. Yeah. And then you also announced a couple new Force Awakens characters, kind of breaking from the mold, some unmasked characters coming out. Yeah, I mean, going back to what we did with Luke Skywalker and Leia, we're, we're, we're moving away from the troopers a little. We'll be doing Rey and Finn. So a two, an, another two-pack from a Force Awakens. Uh, and, and like most Artifacts Plus, they'll have multiple parts, so you can switch out Ray's head. Uh, so she's got the mask on, mask off, lightsaber, uh, staff versus lightsaber. And then also with Finn, he'll come with a additional head that you can put on the First Order Stormtrooper. So you can get that early look from the film where he had the uh, Stormtrooper armor on. Uh, very cool. Does the Kylo Ren come with multiple parts as well? Kylo Ren does come with multiple parts. You can have the hood up or down, and you can have his arm raised or lowered, or he can be doing like a force push. Awesome. So is there anything else coming up you can talk about? We, of course, know the big elephant in the room you can't talk about. I can't I can't talk about the characters, but we will be supporting Rogue One with products. So I'll look for those announcements coming in the next couple of months. Awesome. Well, Dan, this is tremendous as always. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Arnie. Thanks again to Dan Luan. That was a amazing show. I'm, you know, I think that that Kylo Ren that they had in that booth, I like the alternate arms a lot better. The, the one arm they had, it's kind of like, I don't know, walking stick Kylo Ren. But when you get the arm up or that force push arm, I love that statue. 
I really like the base of that, too. That neat idea. And, again, I can't say enough wonderful things about Kodo. They're creative. They do really great sculpts, really great work. And they're always taking it to that next level. We kind of crossed our wires. I was talking about the Artifacts oh. Plus. You're talking about the really awesome yeah. light-up saber artifacts with the Vader yeah. base. In my defense, they both have the same name, kind of. <laughs> That's really my favorite statue of this convention. That's my that statue that I can't wait to get that one. You said it in the interview a little bit, but man, I had to get real close to that thing to realize that it isn't mixed media. It's all vinyl and PVC. Like it really looks like it could have some cloth in there. And the snow on the tips of his robe, I think that is the best snow ever done on any of these. It's just I thought it was mixed media too because it really looked like it was like poofy something. Kodo just, and also their sculpts, I mean, it's always accurate as heck, but like, the the poses they put these people in, they're not necessarily like action poses, but they're natural poses. Where the arms lay is just a very natural pose that makes it feel Star Wars-y. Now, you told me you're not a statue guy, and this is kind of where we differ in our collecting focuses, which is what makes Marvelicious Toys great, that we have different areas. But you think that, like, statues are great. How did you phrase it? They just... A statue makes me want to go pose it. <laughs> I wish it would move. I'm curious how you feel about the Artifacts Plus, then, in that you get the interchangeable arms, and they have, like, waist articulation and neck articulation, so you can pose them a bit. Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you, I was, my head was really turned by those Artifacts Plus. Pun intended. <laughs> we. No, I really, I'm having to think real hard about it. I mean, the BB-8 set with 3PO and R2, those look awesome. Yeah. And the Kylo Ren with the Stormtrooper Commander. Yeah, it's very tempting, very, very tempting. Now, there were some cool statues over at the Sideshow booth as well. I mean, I got to see the Django Fett and Boba Fett pair, and I think if you have the Boba Fett, that Django Fett's an awesome companion piece, and the Darth Vader they had over there. Just a lot of premium formats coming, doing a lot of, you know, core characters, doing the First Order Stormtrooper, doing the Kylo Ren. I kind of miss the days when they were like, we're going to go nuts and do the Force Awakens Bacon's, you know, uh, shock tea, something like that, you know, the Isla Sakura type of, you know, but they got, they're revisiting a lot of the main characters and you know, doing ones that they haven't done in a long time and have gone up in price. That's a very good point, because you're right, we're in a, we're in a, a place now where there's always going to be new Star Wars content, so they're going to keep coming with the staples, and then they're going to bring us the new. So it might be a long time before we start seeing some of those secondary characters again. The, the days of Shock T may be long gone. And I imagine they probably scrapped their Constable Zuvio premium <laughs> format plans pretty early there. <laughs> If they started them. <laughs> <laughs> they had it all sculpted, 3D model. No, I have no idea. He's going to get a Netflix show one of these days. <laughs> but, of course, the core of collecting action figures, posability, Star Wars... Such anticipation coming in. We were told that at Toy Fair, San Diego Comic-Con, the first Rogue One toy will be here. And they... 
they kept that close to the vest. Nobody I know and knew that until a couple days before the con we were going to get a gin or so. I almost wonder if the boat getting them here was slow and they weren't <laughs> sure if they were going to be here or not because honestly, that yeah. was the last minute. And you know, I, I do know that there were some problems with supply stuff. They were talking about trucks not arriving at the Hasbro Toy Shop when you and I were in line, Justin, on Thursday. Or Friday? Friday. And so it is very possible that things did not make it. I know some other vendors talked about having trouble as well getting their goods for the show. And the Hasbro Toy Shop is always, always just a stressor. Because even if you're here, I mean, people think, oh, they're at Comic-Con. They can just walk right up and buy these toys that, hey, I don't understand why they don't send me one. And, you know, I'll pay them for it. Uh, But, no, the limits, the lines, the ticket process. Justin, you were sad panda on Thursday. And I only got stuff preview night thanks to Tobiah, who I couldn't get in line, but he could. And he didn't want any of the Star Wars stuff. And he hooked me up. And I was able to also get a couple for some friends back home. But the limit two per. And... I mean, I was going to help you out, but you wanted some of the Marvel stuff and things, and you were you were, you were were sad puppy. I was, I was a little worried, you know? I mean, but at the same time, you know, I was kind of zen about it at the same time. You know, I was like, I want them, but guess what? If I can't have them, no big deal. No, I, I'm lying. Yeah, myself, no, no, right? no, no, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's okay. Now, you, right? and, you and I <laughs> braved the line. And we did it, and it only took us, what, 90 minutes, which is a record Not too bad. Not for, too bad. for Hasbro at Comic-Con. The, that's when we were, they were telling us about, hey, the truck didn't arrive yesterday. We didn't have that much to sell, and it ran out. But we ended up buying at, like, noon, I guess, on Friday. Yep. And they had a pretty good stock for a while. And then today, Saturday, they ran out of all the Star Wars stuff by 11 a.m. For the con. They have Kylo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they have Kylo. The the Obi-Wan and Jyn Erso are both gone, and it sounds like they're gone for the con. Mm -hmm. Now, there will be some on HasbroToyShop.com sometime. It's a little curious as to when. It's usually like a week and a couple days after San Diego. It's been as long as a month, too. It has. Mm -hmm. But that's when they had Celebration Europe right after. And they took them over there and did that con first. Well, they've got the London Film and Comic Con they're taking this stuff to. they got the Toronto Comic Con they're taking this stuff to. We might be waiting September? Yeah, the the regular one might be on the shelf before this one goes up (laughs) on Hasbro Toy Shop. Or it could be Tuesday. Right. Yeah, you never know. But, I mean, it was... It seemed to be orderly this year. I don't know why, but every time I went by it, it seemed to be a lot more orderly than in years past. And I'm not hearing anybody complaining. I know that I saw tweets on um, this morning, Saturday morning, that the line in the sales pavilion to get the ticket, to get into the Hasbro line, was empty. And they had tickets to give out, so... Thursday night, I was the floor was closing. It was almost done. I was going towards the exit to meet you guys. And I walked past the Hasbro booth. It's just on the way out and there's a guy there come on in no tickets no waiting and I'm like really okay so I go in and then I stop and I ask the guy do you have any Star Wars stuff left he goes ha 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 the answer is no you don't laugh at me don't be a jerk about it so you were my little pony guy other than that you can move on (laughs) then came the reveals and we went to that panel I gotta say it's not the size of their reveals it's what they do with them because the size of the reveals was, you know, six figures deep or so, but they were an impressive six figures. And now, people who want the super articulated three and three quarter inch, it's 
possible, but it's not anything they talk about or are ready to talk about yet. My guess would be the rumors about Rogue One getting a few Walmart Black Series figures was probably pretty good. But, man, the six-inch figures they revealed. Tusken Raider. Mm, yeah, that's a nice one. A mixture of PVC bottoms with the cloth tops and the interchangeable Gadurfi sticks or Gaffy sticks if you don't want to sound like you're going Gadur Gadur. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one will be popular, but I think the one that is going to be just impossible to find is people with true build and want more than one, and since there is a body underneath the robes on this one, oh. the Royal Guard oh. is going to be the new hard-to-find figure as soon as that comes out. Yeah, I, I agree, because Royal Guard anything is hard to find when it comes out in the action figure line. I'm actually really happy they're making the Lando, but I'm kind of guessing because he's like a niche character, he's probably going to peg warm just because... He, Lando has a tendency to, I mean, yeah. realistically back to the Power of the Jedi days, that Lando was the one that I saw everywhere, but that was a great cape on that Power of the Jedi Lando, if I can reminisce, but and this is a great cape on this one, too. All great PVC. Face, great sculpt. I mean, it looks great, and I'm, I'll gladly buy two. I'll buy one to keep in box, one to open, but he's Lando. You don't troop build a Lando. Yeah, the Royal Guard you mentioned, though, I'm really hoping that they do what they've been doing with, like, the Stormtroopers for The Force Awakens and just solid case him, because I really might, or maybe I'd find somebody who want to go four and four with me, or three and three on a case of that. You need at least two open, right? You can't, you've never seen just a single Royal Guard by himself, oh, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Show me one scene Don't where there's just this. a single Royal Guard, and then we'll... Okay. Mic off. <laughs> I order by the case, and if they ship him more than once, I'm already... I mean, God, I've troop-billed the Force Awakens troopers with by accident. It's like, oh, here's another... Oh, there's my sixth Force, <laughs> Force Awakens trooper. So that was some great stuff they had there. I'm excited for the six-inch line. I know it's polarizing. I know a lot of people aren't into them, but I'm the more they show and the fact that they're getting Hera from Rebels in on there and that now I know this is also controversial, but the Jaina Solo coming in that line. Yeah. Yeah, now, I think we summed it up. <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about this. We were we're we interviewed Hasbro minutes after it was announced. Jaina Solo won, and after the camera turned off, you asked if they would ever consider redoing it because apparently somebody launched a a campaign, an internet campaign to get Jaina to win, and may have stuffed the ballot, encouraging people to vote repeatedly for Jaina. Yeah, kind of a Chicago figures choice poll. Voter really void often. They didn't break the rules. They just stuffed the ballot box. Yeah, which a lot of times if you're in a contest and you're stuffing a ballot box, you will throw out those entries. Yeah. Well, we talked to him off the air about this, and Steve, who we spoke with, didn't have any knowledge of this. It hadn't gotten to the Hasbro team yet that there was this thing. He did know there were get out the vote campaigns and he thought that was a good thing. Get communities organized. That happens. It happens in politics. You try to bring in the people who will vote for your candidate. So he thought get the vote campaigns out were there. And then his response was, you know, whoever set up the website set up the rules and as long as the rules were followed, I mean, what are, what is there to do? Yep. Jaina Solo is the figure. I know there's a lot of people who aren't happy about that. I'm of a couple minds, but I did get to talk with Hasbro about that, and we'll go ahead and go to that interview where we talk about that super articulated figure, Rogue One, Jin Erso, and more. 
is Steve Evans. I'm the design director for Star Wars at Hasbro. Nice to meet you. Steve, we just came out of the Hasbro Star Wars presentation, yes. and you had quite a bit of reveals there. Uh, one question that came in while we were posting from the panel is, how do you guys decide when to do soft goods? Because like with the Tusken Raider, you've got the PVC yeah. for the bottom, the soft goods for the top, and the cloak. How, how are those design decisions made? That is one of the things that keeps me up every night. I lose sleep over PVC or soft goods. Um, essentially, um, a lot of it's down to do with the character, obviously. It's like uh, Jedi's outer robes. I want to make sure soft goods. But then like our new Be our Ben Kenobi for the exclusive, we're giving him a PVC. Because sometimes if you put too much fabric on, it overwhelms the figure. It gets too big. So there are also different techniques you can kind of, if you can trap kind of trap a piece of, of uh, a material that works very well the uh, recently announced um, Royal Guard does that so he has that helmet and the the uh, soft goods get nicely safely trapped under that and it all flows nicely so case by case character by character um, there you go but uh, yeah it's a kudos on that Royal Guard Thank my you. single favorite thing you showed at that panel I'm a huge fan of Crimson Empire and yes. when in the three and three quarter inch line you guys made kind of the Under Armour with the Revenge of the Sith figure like yeah. that I was just jazzed and to see that happening in six inches is amazing there we go that's good yeah i mean that was like we said let's do it we've got to do it it's an army builder it's a no-brainer let's get it and it was like okay what does that what does he look like underneath so we looked at all the different um uh images from lucasfilm archive and we looked at the crimson empire and we're like let's just take inspiration kind of build what we think it should be and it's yeah really highly detailed it's cool it's like you, you get to see under the skirt i guess and also revealed was your fans choice figure winner Jaina solo yeah. How near was that? How close was that? What was what was the how close exactly it was, it was it? Like thirty-one to thirty percent. Wow! It like it would literally this morning we were kind of checking and it was like 30, 31, 31, 30, 30 and it was insane. Who was the runner-up? Um, it was Starkiller. Starkiller. Yeah. So like compared to last year, which was Revan kind of ran away with it, this was a lot a lot tighter race. So what is the team's reaction to Jaina Solo? Because I love the old Legends universe. She was a obviously an amazing character uh, spoiler alert the only solo child to survive <laughs> till they stopped doing those books but also the fact that it is legends and Van's choice I'm like well we'll not get the Jason and you know that kind of thing well, so how do you guys feel about that well you know we're kind of we're locked into canon generally if we make choices we usually you know there's plenty to choose from from canon but the fan the fan choice is just this kind of open opportunity to do what whatever you want whatever you got you and your listeners and, and followers to want and they want to change so that's what they'll get that's what they'll get but it's cool it's, it's nice it kind of brings those kind of more obscure characters up to the front but there are clearly lots of people who are kind of gathering in groups to vote and you know Team Starkiller Team Jonah you know Team Dengar wherever they were but you know there you go oh no love for the bandage head bounty oh, I love I do but yeah I was expecting more on Dengar to be honest with you because there was actually a lot of questions about you know you guys showed a handful of figures obviously you can't talk Rogue One yet because Lucasfilm decree but with so few like original trilogy figures I know there's a lot of people out there who want to finish that bounty hunter line in six inch scale and things so what are like the plans of like you guys said you're keeping some love for the old stuff peppered in oh, yeah, yeah. but is it going to be able to kind of get to a ever completion level with all the new I mean the movie coming out oh, every year to yeah. keep you busy ever completion the completion level is going to be really tough you know with as soon as we've done some more characters come in but um, what we're trying to do and, we, and it's kind of shown with the Atat driver and the snowtrooper that we announced um, I think in New York
York Toy Fair, I think, something like that. Um, trying to kind of pair things up. So I hear a lot, like, we got to finish those bounty hunters. Got to get it. Got to get four on Zuckers. Dengar, get him in. So, um, you know, I think we'll, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to produce those next, those three characters next, but um, we're aware that we're trying to kind of group things. And we, we like the idea of the figures making sense with other figures on people's shelves or in the dioramas that they photograph for Instagram and all that kind of stuff so it's it's kind of trying to find a formula yeah and awesome and of course sprinkling them out also adds a lot of excitement oh the next wave you know star character yeah absolutely absolutely and that's a sprinkling peppering of characters I enjoy you know because we can talk about them (laughs) (laughs) now uh, a couple of lines conspicuous in their absence Uh, the titanium vehicle series is that going to continue can't comment on the Titanium series at the moment. Um, I, th- I think they're in stores. Yeah, they're still in stores. Yeah. But um, there we go. And three and three quarter inch black series. I know you guys kind of like dodged the question at the end of the panel, but I, I talked a little bit to Joe yesterday. Yeah. He said, you know, that you guys knew about some distribution problems with that third wave and things. So, but I'll be I'll be yelled at if I don't ask. Where are the highly articulated three and three quarter figures? And I'll probably give the same answer that everyone hates to hear. But yeah, still with Walmart. No, no plans to change that. I mean, Joe mentioned on the panel, you know, we're in constant discussions about what's the next step, what's the next evolution of that. We, how could we not hear that the kind of like the hardcore kind of older fan collectible, the collector community like the three and three quarter inch. It's just a matter of kind of what's the right time, what's the right thing to do with them. And it's that size. It's Is it black series? Is it vintage? All that kind of stuff. But um, talks are going on, so I can't... All right, well, that's good to know talks are going on. Sorry. <laughs> now, there have been rumors swirling about of, uh, you know, this year's version of a Force Friday or a launch for Rogue One. And last year with Force Friday, I know a lot of people complained about lack of Force Awakens merchandise from Hasbro being able to make it to the shelves and people, you know, not even too deep in line being able to get it. Has that caused any adjustment on Hasbro's part for when the new line launches? Um, I don't think it's a question of like when it launches I know that we you know we've admitted and I think even Brian Golden spoke about you know the distribution is always a challenge you know we've got a new movie with new characters so we haven't been developing off things that we've known for 15 years um, global release um, that's a challenge that's hard that's logistically thank goodness I don't have to deal with that because I wouldn't be able to do it um, and we've made improvements you know we're getting better distribution we've certainly ramped up the demand to kind of uh, ramped up the amount of product that we're producing getting out there is still tricky and I know we've still got a, got a ways to go, but we're doing that. But I don't, that doesn't affect when we launch it. Okay, yeah. I was just thinking about you know, the quantity of nice. launch. Yeah. Whenever it is, you know, yeah, that it's, quantity. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I mean, we, I, I can't remember the exact number, but certainly over a couple of hundred new products that we do. So that's a big undertaking. And, and unfortunately, we kind of didn't hit all the didn't hit all the sweet spots for everybody um, there we go we try our hardest and we keep we keep trying our hardest by the same token with the where's Ray hashtag that kind of went on are you guys really looking at shipping a lot of gin when the time comes yeah I think and we, we you know Ray was there we had Ray we yeah. expressed her in loads of different loads of different um, sizes and, and formats um, gin as you see well no surprise that we kind of released gin you know she's the, one of the lead characters um, I don't think we'll have a problem with gin certainly certainly from a designer marketing point of view lead characters are lead characters 
whether they're male, female, or droid, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, Jin's, Jin's going to be expressed everywhere. Now, I, what I really miss in the three and three quarter inch line is the beasts. You guys used to do quite a bit with that. Right. And ah. a, a three and three quarter inch Rathtar, I'm thinking, oh. would be awesome. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. So, without giving, yeah, I'm not saying we're doing a Ratha, but it's like, I, I too, I'm interested, especially that sort of 1999 price point. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of, I don't want to do another speeder, to be honest with you. I, I kind of want to do something else. So we're looking at different what fits into that 1999 price point. So we've got some cool stuff under underway. Yeah. Also, that beast that the uh, scavenger was doing on Jakku. I know yes. there've been a lot of requests yeah, for that cool. one too. Yeah, that is cool. So yeah, I like I like creatures too. All right, good to hear. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Uh, the AT-AT. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the AT-ACT, or A-T-A-C-T, yes. that you revealed today. Uh, that is a, just an amazing piece of technology. How is it going to interact with the smartphone? Is that going to be, like, Wi-Fi enabled? Or? Uh, yeah, I believe it's kind of Bluetooth Bluetooth, oh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth connected, I believe. Um, so, yeah, you'll be able to control it with buttons on the back, so you can kind of code it, pre-program it, so walk, 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 right, 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 fire. Or you can whip out your phone, open it up, connect, and you can control it and do different things and there's a you know extended experience on the phone as well so yeah it's cool it's it's ridiculously good i just i love it what's the suggested price point of that um nothing on the suggested price point at the moment we're still working on you know apps and electronics so watch the space for price point all right and there have been some rumors about a 500 dollar vehicle coming from hasbro really yes no. Okay. I have no plans to release a $500 vehicle. I couldn't imagine you would, but it had been a real swirling rumor. So I'm like, I, I, I have to ask. So, all right. Well, thank you, Steve, for your time. That Pleasure. answers Pleasure. my questions, and I appreciate it. Good to see you again. You take care. All right. All right. Thanks again to Hasbro. That ad ad. I know it seems... act. At act, you're right. I know, and it's awkward to say, isn't it? At act. A lot I, of listeners are polarized also. I mean, we grew up as at at, right? That's right. what I called it when I was a kid. It's an at at. But a lot of listeners are like, it's an ATAT, and you need to say ATAT the same way you should say for LOM instead of for LOM. We're not getting in this argument again. Well, now we got something that's going to force me to say ATACT because at act. It, it sounds like an alien species. Yeah. It, Kind of reminds me of Akak from One Crazy Summer. Thank you. That's yeah. where my mind. I couldn't figure that out. Curtis Armstrong. I guess my question is: is is this a clever naming convention by Hasbro, or is this what Adats are known in Rogue One? Is this a different version so of that? Is, no, that is what this is in Rogue One. Uh, the at at is a cargo transport, so hence the ATCA, not the at cat. The ATACT. I didn't do very well on the ACT. <laughs> and I think the at cat might be full of fur balls. The at cat. Somebody really needs to make that for their feline friend. But I understand I'm a little. The Nerf gun on the last Millennium Falcon was a bit of a bummer. And it seems when it comes to these movie tie in big vehicles, it's Nerf or nothing. Hey. But they at least hid them on this one. They, you know, it was kind of down under, so you really couldn't see it. And that way it looked just like an ad at. Well, with the Millennium Falcon, it felt like they had to make 
the body thicker than what it would be normally in a toy to Because they made a play that. set. Right. Mm-hmm. With the AT-AT, you've got all this area for a Nerf you know, mechanism to go in there without having to mess with the scale or the, the size of it. So I think that'll work fine for collectors who want it just as a display piece. Now it's a lot smaller than the, the big, big AT-AT, AT-AT, the right. Bat-AT. <laughs> so I don't know what the scale is supposed to be on this one. We need it almost felt a little journals. smaller than the original vintage one, too. You know, the original yeah. vintage one felt, you know, a little taller than this. But, you know, I think the cool thing here is the the iPhone and Galaxy and, you know, all the smartphone tie-in controls that you have. Kind, yes. kind of working on, like, what Spiro did with the BB-8, maybe making a little thing. And I'm not saying much about the Spiro BB-8 anymore, like, Post like I saw, so I wonder if like the novelty wore off with that a little bit too. Possibly. I think I saw they're coming out with a battle damaged one. Okay, and kind of a dirty <laughs> Sphero. Okay, Other- and otherwise known as the Sphero I've been playing with all year, Sphero. I gotta hand it to them though. Like I, I appreciate them trying to bring something like this to kids who you know are maybe iffy on action figures, and you know here's something that interacts with your phone and your device, and maybe it's got cool features like. You can make the, the laser noises right on there. Pew, pew, pew. And maybe we can take our action figures and put them on our PlayStations and nope. add the characters to the games. That has died. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thought. Let's hope it works to bring kids into the line. You know what else could bring kids into the line is if they had a Pokemon game of action figures and the kids have to catch them all by, like, throwing force balls at them. I guarantee you Hasbro and many other companies oh, are looking into I am knocking sure, off yeah, the Pokemon. Yeah, there's some think tanks going on, aren't there? <laughs> How can we make this thing an app, guys? We need to catch this and get this going. But also the three figures that come with the ATACT, it's... They couldn't talk much about Rogue One. They couldn't talk anything about Rogue One really much. Yeah, all the other companies just had a slide. Hey, we're doing Rogue One, but I'm... Excited for September. I'm very much excited for Rogue One. I'm and some of those, you know, three and three quarter inch figures look good. I mean, I don't know if the photographs do it any justice, but those stormtroopers look different than stormtroopers I've seen in the past. The plastic looks really shiny, like really white plastic shiny. And you know, the new troopers, they look pretty cool. Which kind of makes me think if they were able to show them in three and three quarter inch, how far behind our six inch is I'd like to see those on display as well. Yeah, yeah, very true. And really, Star Wars had a light presence at this con. There were no panels as far as the big movie presentation, no Rogue One panel. The panel that I didn't expect to be packed, the Science of Star Wars panel, that thing was standing room only, and I was panicking. Oh, my God, am I not going to get in the Star Wars publishing panel? Oh, my God, am I not going to get in the Star Wars Hasbro panel 11 years, and I'm going to miss that panel? And fortunately, after the Science of Star Wars was done, everybody was like, oh, yeah, we're done, and cleared out, and we were able to see the collecting panels well and the publishing panel, and I'm so jazzed for that Thrawn book. I, oh, Thrawn's having a renaissance right mm-hmm. now. Getting the three-and-three-quarter-inch figure. Yeah. yeah. But on the floor, the Lucasfilm Pavilion was very different this year. Gone was the Jumbotron with the endless loops of Star Wars footage and the latest Star Wars games. And I remember the year I volunteered there and they had that Knights of the Old Republic trailer to the point that I felt like I was Malcolm McDowell in a clockwork orange. Turn it off! Toothpicks in your eyes. They're going to play <laughs> my favorite opera in the background, and it's going to be evil because I can't take it anymore because I'm thinking of how many times I saw the old Republic footage. But 
they made it like we talked about earlier with the Temple of Yavin. But inside, apparently inside the Temple of Yavin, it's a strip mall. No, no, it looked like a Disney, like, exit through the gift shop thing. I mean, and the thing that struck me about this Temple of Yavin was that it was a little flimsy. Justin almost knocked it down. He was, you know, he leaned against it, and it's not meant to be leaning against. And uh, it was just not very sturdy, and it, it was very much like a gift shop, wasn't it? I mean, like, you walk through, you get off the roller coaster, and there you go. Yeah, you could buy your plushies, you could buy your purses, you could buy your shirts, you could buy a lot of... A lot of durable goods. <laughs> I will say it was a neat concept, though, because, you know, you had the inside, which they were doing what they were doing, but the outside, the way the temple built, made nice little natural divisions for each of the little booths that go around the outside. So that was kind of cool. Some seemed staffed by people like Watto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. One of those on the outside, though, was the most excited booth that I wanted to see. Prop Shop. Because this is the closest I will ever get to seeing one of their collectibles at the prices they are. Did you get by there, Justin? Oh, yeah. And I drooled over some of those props, and then I immediately dried up in the mouth over the price. Yeah, <laughs> but here's my thing. 3D printing is kind of a new thing, right? Yeah. So we don't know the longevity of the 3D printed materials. Very true. So I'm very hesitant to say, yeah, drop whatever on this because it's awesome. It is certainly awesome, but... I worry that in like five years, you're going to have something that's disintegrating or the, the paint is three years. I talked to some sculptors, model makers, 3D printers, who talked to some other sculptors, model makers, and 3D printers. And nobody knows exactly, you know, if you're not working at Prop Shop, nobody knows what's going on specifically there. But people who've worked in 3D printing have told me that the risk is as soon as three years you could start seeing the surface of it degrade because a lot of them have worked with 3D printed stuff and have to print it again every few years. Now, I'm praying that Prop Shop knows better than this, but it makes me very hesitant to be an early adopter of several thousand dollar expensive items. But did you notice that they had a different look to them, too. And they didn't look... I don't know, they had a very plasticky look to them. And did you notice Certain that? items, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I noticed it a lot on the lightsaber hilts, and I noticed it on Vader's helmet. Now, you can't see, like, the lines like you could in other stuff, but it just... it. I don't know, something about look, it looked porous a little bit. And I think also having the knowledge that they are 3D printed kind of taints our view of how to look at something like that. Like, if you had looked at that same item and not known that it was 3D printed, it might have felt a little more substantial as well. Yeah, like someone took the time to make it and model it, and then they made more based on that. Yeah. Perhaps. That said, I went in with a very open mind, not knowing that everything was 3D printed, right? And I thought, sure, the Vader helmet, the melted Vader helmet, 3D printed. Great. And the other helmets 3D printed. But for some reason, it never occurred to me that Kylo Ren's lightsaber is 3D printed. I, for some reason, thought, you know, if you're doing a prop and you're replicating that prop, in movies, 3D printing has changed prop making in movies. Right. And so if you have a model, a 3D model for your prop in the movie, you would make the prop like that. But I'm pretty... 
thinking that with a lightsaber, you're still going to grab a Graflex or whatever you got, and you're going to put a lightsaber together, right? And I thought they'd do that. And so I don't feel my knowledge was tainted when I looked at that lightsaber and went, it does not look metallic. Yeah. You know, it looks like when I'm reviewing all these Phasmas, and I go, well, that paint's shiny and almost there. That's how I feel about, like, the Kylo Ren saber is it just, it doesn't look how I even think the prop to look after watching that movie a few times. I think much like buying, like, a Dolce & Gabbana item or something like that from a fashion house, I think you're paying for the name and a lot of this. I saw the Melted Vader helmet. Seeing it in person is a really weird experience because you look at it and you realize it really is junk. And it's supposed to be junk. But I'm like, wow, I'm spending my $3,500 on intentional junk. It was a disconnect. Yeah, but you've bought the trash compactor stuff. So you've bought junk before. Yeah, $20 junk, not $3,500 junk. You own a sand crawler, I'm sure. Yeah. I guess when you're paying for junk, it was the whole joke. We now know what you are, madame, but now we're negotiating the price. But I just I looked at it in person. I do like that they have the imperfections of the prop. They are going for a prop replica. I was mistaken again. There's been a lot of changing information in their videos. If you watch their videos closely, it said like the people who made the props are making these. And it's like, well, the people who work in the shop are the people who made the props are making these. And it originally I had heard the 3D models that were used when they printed the prop were used again here. But in the video in the collecting presentation, we see a first order stormtrooper there. They're scanning the stormtrooper. They're scanning the props. So it's not the 3D models. It's 3D scans of the props, then being 3D printed and then painted. Well, instead of using the same files of, you know, if they went to make the, the Vader helmet in the 3D program, and then producing it for the movie, instead of using that same model to produce it for for these props, they're then taking the prop and scanning it again to create their own 3D So it's a copy of a copy of a copy. It's a copy of a copy, which is what General Giant does. So this isn't, what Arnie's saying is this isn't any more special than other prop replicas that have been out before. And that's not what they've been selling from the beginning. Yeah, so I... I love the look of them. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying these are bad props. I am saying I can't afford them, and I'm not sour grapesing them for that because, honestly, I saw that Star Destroyer, and it will be mine. So it's the quality for the dollar. I looked at that, and I didn't feel the quality for the dollar. But I also, I didn't grow up with The Force Awakens. I'd be a lot harder pressed to spend three grand on The Force Awakens than I would on A New Hope. So I'm being completely honest. That is just my thought on those props. I want somebody out there to buy them, and I want you to contact us and do a review. I, w- I would love to see somebody who has them, and then I'd like you to check back in in a couple of years and tell me Follow how they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Gentle Giant, we did get together with Chris at Gentle Giant, and he took us around their booth where they got some awesome 3D scanned jumbo figures coming up one again that i have to have was this year's premiere guild gift and so much more so let's go ahead and go to that interview 
We're here with Chris Hilseth at the Gentle Giant booth. Hello again, sir. How's it going, man? How are you doing? Good. How's the show been? It's Thursday morning. Is it crazy yet? I'm already losing my voice, and it's only Thursday. It might be gone by tonight, man. There's a ton of people coming in. Our exclusives are selling out each day. Last night was really hectic. It was like Helm's Deep. You know, as soon as the doors went down, everybody was just clawing to get to our booth, trying to get those Lukes and the, the Chewbacca and all of our other stuff. Well, why don't we take a look at what you got on display here that's out... This is our, our PGM gifts uh, for 2016, and you know on our website, most of them are just uh, concept art. So on the floor tonight, um, you can actually see them out of the package, out of the packaging, and painted. So we have our Ugnaughts painted for the first time. We have Admiral Akbar from Episode Seven. Uh, we have uh, the Han and Carbonite now. On the website, it, the carbonite is gray, but we actually, if you look closer, it's a translucent black like the original one. It looks just straight black, but if you actually look to it, it is translucent like the original. That is awesome. That, that was definitely one of the ones I picked this year. Yeah, everybody was like, wait, it, it's only $80 and it comes with the actual carbonite? It should be 200 or something like that. And the coin? Yeah, and you get the collectible coin. So that's actually going to be back metal as well. Nice. And that wasn't the Premier Guild gift, right? That was just a Premier Guild exclusive? No, that was a Premier okay. Guild gift. So normally we do a couple mini bus and we do a Kenner figure, a Kenner jumbo. And then the, what was the Luke Jedi? So the Luke Jedi was a regular release for everybody, but again, we wanted to show it out of the packaging, show the actual cloth of him being cloaked. And, you know, it's always cool to see these things uh, when they're pictured, you know, on the website. But when you actually look at them up close and in real life, it, you, you have to see it. Yeah. It's a nice touch with Akbar's eyes there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you, you know, can see it up close there. They actually this have is going to be the third version of Akbar that we've done. We did the original. Um, you know, it's a trap version. And then we did the, uh, I think it's Stephen Daly, uh, Admiral Magnitude Akbar with the hat and the actual yep, you know, colonial admiral yep. uh, costuming. But the eyes, you know, they always produce the eyes. And I think it's always the, the, the most iconic part of that figure. It's very neat. Very cool. And then beneath that, you've got the Darth Vader maquette. Now, this is uh, ju is this just scaled down from the one you guys did several years ago? Yes, there's some sculptural differences. Uh, th there's minor, minor details tweaked here and there, but it's essentially uh, the same figure. It's not going to have the light up base, but a lot of customers and fans and collectors, you know, have the one four scale piece, but they also, you know, they a lot of them missed out on it. So this is kind of our way. Way of saying, hey, you know, we're gonna make it again. We're gonna make it at that 150, 175 price bracket, so everybody can actually collect it this time. No, that's a real nice piece. I did get the quarter scale, but I did wait too long and paid a hefty premium on it. Yeah, that. once once our stuff hits eBay, you know, it, it starts get, taking a bigger bite out of your wallet as the years go by, since they're so limited. Yeah, that was at a time though where you guys were doing a lot of big statues, oh, yeah. a lot of big maquettes. You've kind of slowed down the really expensive items. You know, it has to do with that big economic collapse in 2008. So not everybody can really put down the $400, $500 on a statue a month or every two months. You know, that's rent for a lot of people. It's like, I can't do that. You know, so we scaled things down. You know, our classic bust, we cut off the arms and tried to make it more affordable, yet tasteful and 
and heavy on design. So everybody can still kind of collect the $80 statue and still keep the, the tradition of awesome sculpts and awesome paints with Gentle Giant Studios. And you mentioned the classic bus. You guys did a smaller version of the classic bus in the past, and now these are the six scale that match the others, right? Yeah, so these are in scale with our regular minibus. Um, I know previously we did almost like a chess piece style uh, classic minibus. Those did great. Everybody loves them, but um, we're actually scaling them up, one six scale. And our first couple that we did, we did through GameStop as exclusives. Of course, if you're a PGM Remember, you can still buy those from our website, but we're going to continue this line. Cool. And speaking of minibus, we can go over here and take a look at the next booth you've got or the next display. So this is where a lot of our reveals are hanging out right now. Um, we did Ray. It was announced a couple months ago, but Maz Kaneda uh, was revealed yesterday. Uh, we might be doing a PGM exclusive with uh, multiple arms, so it will have both hands on the goggles, you know, widening her eyes and everything. And then we have Poe Dameron uh, with a classic style bust. I think the face sculpt on that thing is just amazing. Now, are these face sculpts off the 3D scans of the actors? You know, some of them are and some of them aren't. You know, occasionally we'll have a 3D scan that we can utilize. Other times, you know, we have to build it from scratch. And since we have the artists to do it, they do an amazing job. That's the real Maz Kanata. They did get, they, they <laughs> yeah. got her. In. So Maz came in, we scanned her. You know, she was great to be around. You know, she she had insightful things to say. She loved your beard. Yes, the red beard. <laughs> and so in the classics line, uh, which is that First Order Snowtrooper a reveal? So First Order Snowtrooper is another reveal for us. Yeah, uh, I think I saw that. No, no, no. It kind of snuck in there. You know, it, with the regular Stormtrooper and the other uh, First Order Troopers, you know, okay, it's why it's... Wait, wait, wait a minute. It's got a big helmet. Did you guys announce that? No, 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 no. So you, this is the first time seeing that tonight. Also, we have our Boba Fett, we've got our Darth Vader, we have our TIE Fighter pilot. Again, all these guys are going to be available at GameStop, and if you're a PGM member, they're going to be available through our website as well. Okay, so currently still all of the classic busts are PGM and GameStop? Yes, we're going to have a couple regular releases. I'm not sure what Poe Dameron is going to be. It might be a regular release, but when we solicit it, we're going to announce it, you know, if it's going to be GameStop or if it's going to be PGM only. Um, but yeah, we're showing it off now. And one detail, seeing all this collection in person that I really like is on the base. Hey, you've got the little insignia. You know, Bo Dameron has the rebellion, Boba Fett has the Mando symbol. Yeah. We have to make up for the lack of mini-bust that's on the classic figures. We, we still want you to get the most bang for your buck. So the little ornamentation for the insignias, the, the little stylization uh, of each one of the bases, we really have to like hit that home and make sure it's just not you know, a plain little hockey puck. One thing that really stands out here in person that you just don't get from pictures or video is this, the difference in the shininess and the armor. You know, there's some really good contrast going on between the cloth parts that yeah. are dull. And, and, and even trooper to trooper, um, since the First Order, even in the movies, they're a lot shinier. They're brand new. Um, some of the regular stormtroopers from the original series, they tend to be kind of a little matte. Yep. You know, out in Endor, you know, the Battle of Ewoks and all that, they were a little scuffed up and dirty. Uh, but, you know, short of being on the Death Star, you don't really get that shine from them. Right. No, it's very well done. 
And so what about this little cardboard piece? Is that going to be exclusive somewhere? How much is the price for the cardboard? So the cardboard is exclusive only for Comic-Con San Diego 2016. But we did have a piece in there that we were going to reveal um, today. So if you guys come back... It, it's uh, it's gonna be a holiday piece. We're gonna shoot it, and we're gonna announce it a little bit later today. So if you guys want to come back and take pictures of it, uh, you might be able to guess it. The character already kind of looks like a ornament. I, I have a good guess, and it looks pretty sweet from what mm-hmm. I can see under there. Oh yeah, I mean that's definitely gonna be a crazy eight one to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love those holiday exclusives. Oh, yeah, everybody does. We we have a lot more uh, PGM members sign up and customers and collectors sign up for those holiday gift exclusives because year after year they sell out. I see them on eBay. I see them gifted to friends. You know, a lot of them have really cool features. Like uh, last year was the Salacious Crumb came with a little mini Java the Hut in its own little packaging. The year before we, we had some other cool with scarves and light up features. And we, we kind of want to keep that tradition going, you know, every single year have something cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to seeing your presentation tomorrow. Yeah, no problem. Till next time. Thanks again to Chris. There was a lot of Star Wars on the floor. Artist Alley was full of Star Wars. The so the small publisher area, a lot of Star Wars. Star Wars all over the place so much. I was able to head over to Beast Kingdom and get the electroplated stormtroopers in for Daryl. I did pass on them myself, but they're pretty. I did pass on the Phasma, but it's pretty. So much out there, and we're still going to be talking about everything we've seen here at San Diego Comic-Con for months to come, or at least a month because September's coming pretty soon, and then we're going to just be talking Rogue One. Yes, and that that's, I think, our show from Comic-Con, guys. I, I think it's time to refill our beers. Justin and I are just about empty. I our- still have a lot of my margarita to go. Yeah. So come on. Hurry up, sister. Chug. 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 Okay, we don't need it. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's awful cold, too. So may the pigs be stocked and the salt be with you. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, SWActionNews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. We rely on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to SWActionNews.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. 
You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at SWActionNews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is always looking for new people to help with the show. You can find a list of skills we need on our blog at VenganzaMedia.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Jay. Photo editing by Scott and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Andrew, Brock, Daryl, Jerry, Jonathan, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. And we'll go ahead and go to that interview where we talk about that super articulated figures, Rogue One, Jace, Urso, and more. Rogue One, Jin Urso, and more. Sideshow, they really, they moved their 12-inch figures as far away as they could. They are in the opposite corner, so Hot Toys has this huge display in the front, and then the Sideshow 12-inch are, like, way over here in the back. Like, you gotta go in the back door, you know, kind of thing. Well, sometimes that's fun, but they did have a couple good <laughs> Sideshow 12-inch figures there. I saw the 4LOM and the... Okay, my name's Steve Evans. I'm the... I'm so eager. <laughs> my name's Steve Evans. I'm the design director for Star Wars at Hasbro. Nice to meet you. I got that picture there. I don't know if that's how they wore it. 
celebration this weekend. I think this is more than last night. So she's available in the uh, toy store. Across the way. Is Han being re-released with a new paint tabler? Say again? Is Han being re-released with a new paint tabler? It looks that way, yeah. I'm going to put my hand up and say, I said, uh, got some grey hair. We need to go back and redo the grey hair. So we went back and do it. So I know some people like that, some people don't like variants. That was a sort of, we don't try and do variants, but that was one I felt we had to do. Excellent. All right. Looks great. Yeah. Ben Kenobi books out, but we got Ben Kenobi with his table, and that has. Oh, bless her. And then she does the whole thing, which will take about a gig on your phone. <laughs> so we're just kind of like putting props in with the figures just to kind of help help the fans kind of build out. You know, we all know how good it looks on the shelf, and I know a lot of people kind of take photography on Instagram. So you're going to record all of that, or not? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I want all your, all your viewers to be uh, saying it along with it. <laughs> They're loving it. Wow, my own. It's the whole thing. There we go. That's awesome. Thanks. Cool. No worries. And as the, you know, as the convention carries on, we might see other things kind of usual. We know the usual tricks, right? Tricks, yeah. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, harm with grey hair. That was great. The is always there, you know? Yeah. Once again, there's going to be some reveals. Everything's looking good, so...